We're on a mission from God. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Oh, I'm touching myself tonight. Hey everybody, what's poppin'? I'm Jake from Pop Podcast, and uh, that's what you're listening to today. I'm doing a bit of a solo episode, uh, just kind of a catch-up. I just want to touch base, you know, because we've been gone for a few months, um, and we've been hibernating for the winter, let's say. Um, but we're coming back. We're coming back bigger, uh, better than ever. We're going to come back, uh, you know, weekly, hopefully. Um, that's the plan anyways. And we're going to hit the YouTube scene pretty hard as well. Uh, just producing videos there, like uh, playthroughs and um, movie reviews, just things like that. What, you know, the stuff that we've always been, that we've always talked about here on the podcast. And um, I know it's been like three or four months since we recorded anything and I've had a few episodes that I've wanted to record but or that I have recorded but the quality wasn't up to par and uh, I don't want to release anything that's subpar uh on this podcast pretty much for you guys to listen to but um I've been in talks with uh Kyle and we're definitely you know itching to come back we miss the microphone we miss you guys and uh, I hope you miss us too in a way but at the same time uh, I understand if you kind of uh just wrote us off so uh, I hope we could win your uh, your love and support back um in the coming months and you know the coming episodes so uh other than that, regarding the past few months, uh, I've consumed a lot of pop culture. I've consumed a lot of movies and TV shows and video games. A lot of video games, actually. <laughs> and uh, some music, uh, not as much as I usually like to, but at the same time, uh, not as much has really come out and caught my eye like you like usually does. Um, so we'll just start off with, uh, some of the TV shows I've been kind of catching up on. Uh, Black Mirror, I think we talked about a little bit, uh, before the podcast end, not ended, but took a break. And I just wanted to, you know, catch you guys up. Black Mirror is still, uh, pretty great. So if you have not checked that out, it's on Netflix. I believe all the episodes are up on Netflix. And every season of that show is just really solid. Um, after Black Mirror, uh, I've been watching, I've watched a few episodes of the show Powerless. It's a DC property, uh, regarding people that don't have superpowers. Um, they kind of work in this branch of Wayne Enterprises. It's like the research and development branch. It's like the nerds of, uh, of Wayne Enterprise. And it's not really that great. Um, there's some good talent attached to the show. Um, Dan, Danny Pudi and, uh, um, what's his name? Um, Vanessa Hudgens, Alan Tudyk. Uh, they're all really great, uh, actors and actresses, uh, involved in the show, but I think the show as a whole is just not that impressive. Um, the comedy kind of falls flat for me. And, uh, it's, I don't know, it's just not my rhythm. I'm not a big fan of it. <clears throat> so, uh, moving on, 
uh, I've been watching, uh, this is going to sound really dumb or, you know, whatever, but it's called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's on Netflix. There's two seasons, and I only started watching it because I thought it was uh, kind of ambitious what they were doing. Um, it's a TV show that's also a musical. So, like, uh, you know, they'll just be doing their everyday thing, and then the music number breaks out. And on on the whole, the show is pretty lackluster. If it wasn't for the musical element of the show, it wouldn't be... We wouldn't even be talking about it right now. I'm pretty sure it would have been canceled after one season because the writing is not, like, the greatest writing. It's very by the numbers. But because of the musical element, the fact that they have to fit three or four musical numbers in each episode, and there's, I believe, like, 12 episodes a season. It's on the third season now. Um, that's something to applaud. Uh, there's a lot of production value and a lot of, uh, direction that goes into that. So, uh, you know, good on them. It's really not the best written show, not the funniest show. It's just, like I said, very mediocre if it wasn't for the musical numbers. Um, another show that I've been trying to get into is the X-Men show called Legion. Um, it's not based in the movie universe of X-Men. Um, I know we have like the Hugh Jackman Wolverine and uh, the Professor Xavier and you know, James McAvoy and uh, you know the Deadpool X-Men universe. Uh, <laughs> it's not set in that. It's set in an alternate universe. Um, and Legion, if you don't know, is Professor Xavier's son and he is a very powerful mutant. Um, he has like multiple personalities and all of them possess different powers uh but it, it it's kind of like trying to be weird for weird sake the performances are really good um the first episode is a little confusing i need to rewatch it because i was kind of like dozing off here and there but uh so far it's kind of interesting uh, i love uh Aubrey plaza she's a great actress and uh the main actor is really good so i just i'm really interested to see where that show's going so uh you know keep your ears open for that show I might be uh, talking about it more. <sighs> Sorry, I just took a drink of water. <laughs> um, and as far as shows go, uh, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts uh, before Pop, you'll know that I have a soft spot for uh, MTV's The Challenge, previously Road Rules, Real World The Challenge, or whatever. <laughs> um, and that's back, and, you know... It, that's kind of like my guilty pleasure. I love watching that show. It's just really dumb entertainment, but like great at the same time. <laughs> it's like Survivor, but with like your typical college pretty people. And it's it's great to see like the real world with a twist, you know, like they have to compete against each other. And that kind of competition breeds drama and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, that's back. This is, uh, the invasion of the champs, so, you know, uh, they get a bunch of underdogs, a bunch of people that have never won the challenge before, never even been on the challenge before, and they kind of pit them up against, uh, eight of one, like, eight of the stronger competitors from the challenge history, uh, all who have won before, and all who are, uh, very tough competition, so, uh, it's gonna be, you know, fun to watch this season play out. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the past few seasons have been kind of lackluster, so let's hope uh, this one's uh, back to the old uh, challenge days when uh, 
things were better, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm going to say movies for last since I love movies. You know, we say the best for last here. So next I'm going to talk about video games. Um, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard came out. It's a, I haven't played it all the way through, but what I have played is very, very, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't get scared very easy, but it's very scary, uh, atmospheric, um, horror. It's not like, uh, in your face kind of jump scary. Like there is jump scares, but it's more relies on the atmosphere and the tone of the video game to, you know, um, to kind of scare you. And I, I love that aspect of it. It reminds me a lot of the first Resident Evil, um, mainly because it, it kind of, um, takes you back to, in the first one, they had fixed camera angles. So you didn't see what they didn't want you to see until they, the moment they want you to see it, which was great. And I think, um, going to the first person perspective in this, uh, installment of the franchise, really uh kind of went back to the roots in a way where you're not seeing the whole picture and you have to kind of uh you're choosing for yourself what you look at so it, i i like how um they use perspective again to uh bring the scares and bring the horror um <clears throat> to you and right in your face and by all accounts the ps playstation virtual reality is very good in that game um the game was made to support psvr so that's awesome that uh we're in we're, we're still in the infancy stages of it but it's you know growing faster than um a lot of other technologies have grown and it's great to see a big game like you know resident evil which was a lot bigger back in the day but i feel like it's making a comeback now uh design the game specifically around psvr well to work with psvr vr so that's pretty cool to see um that virtual reality might uh, be a viable option for console players and things like that. Um, as far as other games, uh, there hasn't really been a whole lot of releases. Um, the Ghost Recon's Wildlands beta has came out, and quite frankly, I'm just... It's uh, terrible. It's I don't know. The, the gunplay is not rewarding. Um, the vehicle handling is... Some of the worst I've ever experienced in video games. And that's really saying something. Um, I know a lot of you are thinking uh, Final Fantasy XV has the worst vehicle <laughs> gameplay. But uh, they they set out to do something. It was pretty ambitious here in Ghost Recon's Wildlands. It was pretty, uh, you know, it, the world that they created is huge. I'll give them that. But there's nothing in it. Um... It, it looks really pretty if you don't look at things like up close. Uh, all the character models look kind of off. Like all the enemies you're fighting look weird. Um, but like I said, the gunplay is not rewarding. Um, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't have that gameplay loop that you, that I I don't know that I look for. And um, I don't know. A lot of people are comparing it to the division. Um, but I I don't know. I like the division more than this game. If it, it seems more challenging. Uh, maybe because of bullet sponge enemies or whatever. Um, but the fact that, that, uh, in this game, it's just, nothing feels fun to me in this game. Um, nothing feels, it it all feels just a little bit off. Like, there's a really good game here. Like, and, and I know a lot of people are saying it's, oh, it's a beta, it's a beta. But 
the core aspect of the the core gameplay loop and the core gameplay of the video game it's just not fun it's just not there it's not up to par it's like there's a very good game but it's put up against a funhouse mirror so it's just a little bit off so i don't know really what to how else to put it it's just really weird um Ubisoft is very very mixed bag at Ubisoft. Like Far Cry Three is an amazing game, and I love Rainbow Six Siege, and even uh, Watch Dogs Two is very good. Um, I love the story of Watch Dogs Two. It's very fun and out there, and they they went for a very specific style and very specific story, and they hit that. Um, they kind of hit all the right tones there. And uh, speaking of Ubisoft, uh, For Honor came out, and I love For Honor. Uh, the gameplay aspect of it. I love when it works. Um, and when it doesn't work, it's very frustrating. Um, and the main problems with that is some of the main problems with most Ubisoft titles is the network issues. Um, Rainbow Six Seeds plagued with network issues. Even to this day, you know, you're getting drop matches and you're taking forever to get into a match. And the same thing with For Honor. Uh, you have peer-to-peer matchmaking, which... Is supposedly makes it so nobody has an advantage, but there's ways to gain your an advantage over it and uh, exploit it, which you know the gaming community loves to find exploits and they love to find holes, so that's what they're they they're doing here. Um, and I don't know, you know, it's malicious. It's not malicious finding these because they want to find it to make the experience like gamers want to find these exploits to make the experience better as a whole so the developers will fix it but the people take this this uh knowledge and they use it maliciously so um ubisoft needs to fix their networking issues <laughs> it happens all the time and i hope i really hope that this community supports for honor cuz at at the core of the game when it works it works wonderfully and i love the game i love playing it and it's you know it scratches that fight that fighter itch that i love so much you know i used to play uh street fighter and mortal kombat and soul caliber back in the day and uh it really scratches that itch for me on a totally different level so um i really hope they support this game kind of like they supported rainbow six siege because uh Rainbow Six Siege has grown in popularity since it came out, and uh, I just I really hope for the best for this game because everybody I know that plays it they love it too. So um, yeah, you know it, if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely check it out. It's I think it's worth the money. Um, definitely don't get involved in the microtransactions. Um, I know the the characters the new characters going to come out for the game and new maps. All the new maps are going to be free. It's the same DLC model they have for Rainbow Six Siege. And all the characters can be purchased with using in-game currency that you can earn by just playing the game. So um, definitely don't go for like the season pass and don't go for the microtransactions and stuff. Just buy the base game. It's well worth your money, I believe. <laughs> and um, on, a ga- on another side of gaming that I don't really talk about much, that... Um, we, we only really talked about it when Pokemon Go came out, is uh, mobile gaming. And a game that I'm really enjoying right now is Star Wars Force Arena. And it's on all mobile platforms and stuff. And uh, it's just really fun. It's, you know, Star Wars licensing out their uh, their property to get uh, licensing on their property. 
But this is actually kind of a fun little uh, mini MOBA. Um, MOBA is like a... uh, I forget. It's something online battle arena. Maybe it's like mobile online battle arena or something. Um, But that's kind of what it is. Um, And it's a pretty fun little game. I haven't spent a penny on it. And I'm having lots and lots of fun with it. It's very rewarding for people who don't pay to win. Like, you still feel like you're progressing. You still feel like you're getting... Like, I haven't spent a penny on the game, and I have in my roster of, like, heroes to play. I have Luke Skywalker, Boba Fett, Han Solo, Lando Calrissian, uh, Princess Leia, um, Darth Vader, (laughs) uh, Jyn Erso from Rogue One, uh, Cassian Andor from Rogue One, um, Maze, uh, Balwar or something from Rogue One. Uh, I have like all the big characters and I haven't spent a penny on the game. So it's very rewarding to play. Um, it just takes a little bit longer to get to, uh, where you're at. And you, you'll know when you go up against someone that pays to win and they do win. They have better cards and they have better decks than you. But, uh, that's just something you kind of have to, uh, you know, get around because not a lot of people, like, we'll, we'll just spank you at the game. You know, it's really fun to play and really fun to kind of progress. Um, so check it out if it's free to play. And then they have, like, microtransactions and like that. <clears throat> so, um, time for my favorite portion of the show, I guess. <laughs> it's all the movies I've seen uh, since... And it's not really all the movies, just the memorable movies I've seen since we last talked. And I'm just going to go through a few of them. Uh, I've seen Moana, which is really good. Uh, you know, it's just that type of uh, animation that's, uh, I think Pixar did it. Um, and, you know, they they rarely miss with their movies. So if you like Pixar movies, you'll like this one. Um, I saw Doctor Strange, and that's, for me, in my, t- I don't know, top ten Marvel movies. It's not the greatest Marvel movie. But it's still really good. Um, it, if you like Marvel movies, you'll like this movie. It's just basically like Iron Man, but with mystical magic and things like that instead of science and technology. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, I found pretty fun and enjoyable. Uh, it, it's not really for everybody. If you enjoy the Harry Potter world and you like that kind of... Uh, setting and everything like the wizarding world of harry potter uh then yeah definitely believe you'll enjoy this movie but like i said it's not really for everybody uh la la land is very good it's a musical ryan gosling and emma stone um what can go wrong there (laughs) uh manchester by the sea is uh very it's it's drama with some comedy it's very very, uh, it's a, not a light watch, but it's not a hard, like, drama to watch. Um, there is some really emotional acting in it. Um, it's been, it was nominated along with La La Land for Best Picture. Um, and I think the performances in it are very good. And the story is very good. Um, so if you like dramas, and it's it's not, like, a really hard drama to watch. It is very, you know, poignant at times. Um, <clears throat> I saw... Nocturnal Animals, that's a very good movie for the performances. The story's pretty hit and miss. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but 
there's a framing device and then a story within the framing device. And the story within the framing device is much, much more interesting than the framing device. But the framing device of the movie is actually pretty good. So, um, I, I, I don't know. On the whole, I'd give it probably a 7 out of 10. But the performances, I'd give them all like a 9 or an 8 or 9 out of 10. It has Jake Gyllenhaal, Amy Adams, and Michael Shannon, and uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, and Isla Fisher. And those are like the main people in the movie. It's And they're all very good. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a beautiful looking movie. The the director's uh, Tom Ford. He's a fashion designer, and he you know a very good director as well. Um, of course, I saw Rogue One, which is I you know I really liked it. Um, it felt very visceral and just kind of like a like a war thriller, but in the Star Wars universe, it felt like um, very. Uh, uh, I don't want to say like Saving Private Ryan, but you know, um, just kind of like a, a thriller that kind of spans uh, the universe in a way. Um, and they have a very, very intense uh, war scene that's like on the beaches and in the forest and everything. It's, it's very good. Um, K2SO is a, is one of my favorite droids now. Um, I think it replaced... I think it's better than BB-8. <laughs> I like BB-8, but, you know, K2SO I think is better... Uh, just because he, he, I think he's more interesting. He has more character. And I know you can fit a lot of character in beeps and whistles, like look at R2-D2 and BB-8, but the fact that K2SO can talk and has kind of like a backstory and is, you know, uh, it, by his nature and in design, he's a conflicted character. <laughs> um, I think that that works well for him. And the last three movies I'll talk about is Resident Evil the final chapter which is terrible uh triple x returns enter cage which is you know fun like on the on the same level or a little bit less of a level than like the fast and furious movies and uh john wick chapter two which i really really liked uh you know if you like the first one this is like an even better version of the first one i think they do a lot more uh world expansion and uh world building i loved uh common's character in this in this movie and uh, the hand-to-hand combat and the gunplay is just so on point. And um, the stunt, the stunt direction in this movie is just amazing to see. Um, so if you like action movies, that's one of the best action movies uh, I think I've ever seen, actually. So I know I'm kind of like tooting the horn of John Wick, Chapter Two here, but it's so good, very good. And um, the reason I talked about those three movies last uh, is because Amber Rose's uh, agent is just hit her. The person who handles her is on fire, I guess. She because Amber Rose is in all three of those movies. I think it's Amber Rose, anyways. Um, she's from Orange Is the New Black, and ever since then she has just been in everything. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I, I just looked it up, and it's not Amber Rose, it's Ruby Rose, um, and she's just been in everything lately, and I don't know, since when is she like America's Sweetheart now? She's in every movie, uh, and well, those three big action movies, she's like the, like, badass chick now, um, so I don't know, uh, 
she's okay. Um, I think her best performance out of all three of those was in John Wick, where she doesn't talk, and she does all sign language. (laughs) But um, I think, yeah, so she's, like, an okay actress, but, like, I think just because she has that kind of uh, rep from Orange is the New Black, we're just, like, putting her in everything now. And, like, just, it's, like, throw it all at the wall and see what sticks. And not a lot of sticking. So, you know, Ruby Rose, you know, get get an acting coach, please. Um, but, yeah, that'll do it for this solo episode. And I uh, hope to be back within a week or two uh, with my old pal, Kyle. And uh, we'll be, you know, giving you the, the rundown of everything pop culture like we always do. Um, there's no pop top this episode because it'd be kind of weird just me rambling off like top five something. So, uh, yeah, guys, thank you for listening and, uh, stay golden, pony boy. Stay golden. <laughs>